1: friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast starring me, Dags. Today, as always, powerful episode, and as always, my powerful assistant manager, Mike Rez.
0: What's up, Dags? What's going on, Flock? Glad to be back. In honor of the Minnesota Timberwolves getting the first selection in the NBA draft last night, we will also be screwing this up somehow.
1: You want to get into that?
0: Uh, I think I just did. Oh, that was enough? That was enough. We don't do a lot of sports talk, so.
1: Yeah, but you're a big sports fan.
0: I do. And uh, I mean, I am, and I do get into sports. The Timberwolves are on the lower end of the list, but I will watch them if they're good.
1: Powerful. Today's episode, we are going to get into unbelievably fascinating facts of the Minnesota State Fair. We have a lot of Minnesota listeners. We do. And we're going to talk to them, but we're also going to talk to the entire world. This is something everyone's going to be able to relate to. We have powerful music, new music, powerful song of the day, powerful beer review. We also have that huge DVD giveaway we're going to be talking about.
0: Right. We're going to talk about it and then draw the names after we get done recording.
1: And I also want to talk about our powerful YouTube channel. It is blowing up, literally.
0: It's going crazy.
1: Yes. DJ Mike Rez has a powerful beer review on there. We're going to need you to subscribe at our powerful YouTube channel, Amish Baby Machine.
0: That's right. For the flock that uh, is a big fan of my beer reviews, you're going to get an extra beer review if you subscribe to our YouTube channel.
1: Powerful. Yes.
0: We're going to try to do that more often than not.
1: (laughs) And for our powerful Canadian listeners, uh, Mike Rez. Kind of looks like it kind of sounds like red green.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not fun. This goddamn ear
1: infection is fucking things up. Yeah, his, his voice is a little higher like this. And uh, if your wife doesn't find you handsomely, she can find you handy. <laughs> Are you a master of duct tape like red green?
0: Hell yeah. I think you have to be. If, uh, you know, you want to call yourself a fixer upper.
1: Now, what's your feeling on duct tape? Should it just be gray, or are you cool with the camo and the pink and all the different colors?
0: I, I grew up with just gray gut duct tape, but, you know, the, the crafters out there love the embellishments of the, of the colors and the, and the designs. I, I don't get it. I use just simple gray when I use duct tape.
1: Simple gray. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm calling it. Simple gray.
1: Not to be confused with Simply Red. No. Powerful ginger band from the 80s. Ginger Bay. Do you remember Simply Red? Simply Red, yeah, I do. Holding back the tears, or <laughs> what was it? How did that even become a hit?
0: Because uh, we were sappy in the 80s. We needed some kind of love song.
1: There was a lot of powerful uh, differences, a lot of variety in the 80s of powerful music.
0: There, there was. It, it, if you look back at it, the, uh, the spectrum of what you could be into was huge. Not as big as it is today.
1: That reminds me of Spectrum TV. Do you remember Spectrum?
0: No. What it was had a, Spectrum.
1: it had adult movies on it. Let's say. Okay. And they had it blocked, but <laughs> if if you use the horizontal and uh, vertical c- control, do they still have that on TVs? The horizontal and vertical control?
0: No. When did they get When did they get rid of those? I don't know. I but you can,
1: you <laughs> could kind of tune it in there and kind of tune in Tokyo and kind of see stuff.
0: Right. It's like, I think that's a nipple.
1: Yeah, I was always like Emmanuel you know, around the world or something.
0: <laughs> you seem to know a lot about these movies that were on I've spectrum. heard. Well, you got you to do Did what you got to do. you Google it? You Googled it, didn't you?
1: No, I, I lived it. <laughs> Here's the thing back then, too. You know, we didn't have all this access to hubs and all these different things hubs and tubes. Yeah, tubes and hubs and all that stuff. What we had to do, the key was to go to wherever Mr. Movies, Blockbuster, what are the video joints you remember?
0: Uh, let's see. We had Mister Movies, Blockbuster, Hollywood, Hollywood Video. There seems to be like there was one in the in the village in in, uh, in Highland Park that there. I can't. I don't think it was a Mister Video. I can't remember what it was called. But I,
1: whoa, I think Josh Hartnett worked at that one.
0: More than likely, yeah, that's Josh Hartnett. He gets around.
1: True story. I believe he did work at a video store. Could
0: have been that one. Yes. Could have been that one or the Blockbuster that wasn't too far away.
1: No, powerful. Blockbuster was uh, across the street a little bit over, I think. Yep. Powerful local references to the most powerful podcast ever created. That's right. The Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Today we are celebrating Minnesota. Usually, you know, we're real vast and real general. And give me some other cool words.
0: Uh, That's it. That's all I
1: got. Excellent. Powerful. (laughs) Powerful show today. God, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We couldn't do it without you. Well, we could do it, but we wouldn't have any listeners.
0: Right. what kind of fun would that be? No.
1: Powerful. We need the flock. And speaking of the flock, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish Machine. Enjoy us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. And of course, go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe, like. Do they still have the notification bell or not? I heard they got rid of it on YouTube. It's yes. still there. Is it? Yes. Okay. Ring the bell, comment, like. You have to do all that because you get the powerful evil algorithms will bury you.
0: And it doesn't matter if you like it or not. You give that thumbs up or thumbs down. That thumbs down is just as good as a thumbs up.
1: Whoa! But we don't want the thumbs down. No. But I'm who, just who letting... does that? You ever watch these YouTube videos? And yeah. obviously, these people put a lot of work into their videos. Editing video is not easy. It's nope time-consuming plus shooting the video yes every everything about it you have to think about it even a half-assed video is work yeah and then these people vote thumbs down
0: yeah I like when it's got like 23,000 views 4,000 thumbs up and 15 thumbs down
1: yeah you got to be proud of your life to vote thumbs down on a YouTube video
0: yeah well who are
1: you Mr. Steven Spielberg exactly Mr. Steven Spielberg See, I'm all about creation. Anyone can criticize, anyone can destroy. Satan destroys, we create I like powerful that. creations. Yeah. Powerful. And speaking of powerful, check out our powerful merch, AmishBabyMachine.com. We have masks. We have a powerful mask picture of our assistant manager, Mike Rez, rocking the powerful mask. You remind me of um, a Sub Zero <laughs> from Mortal <laughs> Kombat in there. Your eyes, you have these weird. Evil eyes.
0: Well, I work on the evil eyes. Though my, my brow was furrowed.
1: It was in, furrowed. In that picture, it was powerfully I was furrowed. Going for
0: badass, and I think I nailed it.
1: You kind of went for Bert. Bert and Ernie kind of, <laughs> kind of the.
0: <laughs> I should have plucked before yes, I took that picture.
1: Powerfully ethnic eyebrows. We enjoy well, thank them. Thank you. Yes. And also, another powerful way to help support us is Patreon, patreon.com. Become a member help the flock out god we got a great show today let's get into your beer review Michael Rez's powerful beer review
0: all right this is the uh beer review for this week on this show if you want to see the other beer review that's on youtube this is different completely different and uh this is from boulder colorado we're gonna stay in the great state of colorado
1: that was the home of Mork and Mindy, wasn't it? Boulder, Colorado? I believe so. I believe you're correct. Thank you, Conrad. What was that weird guy? And in... Okay, forget it. Never mind. <laughs> Too many tangents.
0: All right. Avery Brewing Company is the home of this beer. And uh, I'm going to try to uh, pronounce this name. It's Hawaiian. And it's called the Lily Koi Capolo beer. So it's Hawaiian, Dag. So obviously, what style beer is it? A lay? Belgian style white. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh very interesting that they did that, but the reason why they did that, they added one of your favorite ingredients to this beer.
1: Passion fruit?
0: Correct. And spices, cuz you can't have mm, passion fruit spices without the spices. According to their uh the Avery Brewing Company website, averybrewing.com, they add a tropical island flair to this traditional wit beer. It erupts with monumental passion fruit aroma and acidity along with the subliminally succulent finish. It had a very succulent finish that didn't suck. It was really good. It's a sweeter beer. They didn't even bother putting the IBUs on here. But I think you would enjoy it. It's not colorful like your passion fruit beers that you enjoy. But it is a very light-colored wheat. It's almost like, like a yellow.
1: Powerful band from the 80s. Boom, um, boom! Um, I love yellow.
0: Yellow, yeah, it's a really good beer. The artwork on there is spectacular. They got a little tiki warrior on there with the big oh, tiki I love face. Hawaiian artwork. Yeah, and it was uh, it was pretty sweet. Five point four percent alcohol content, which is right around where I like it, and I enjoyed only one of these because I did the create your own six pack. Five
1: point four. 5.4. So the Saison on our powerful YouTube channel, you're going to have to go to that powerful, shocking review of Mike Rez doing the powerful Saison from was it Funk Works. Funk Works. That was a 6.8.
0: A 6.8. So yeah. that was stronger. That was stronger. Yeah, that one uh, felt pretty good and it was really delicious. This one is delicious too. So I want people to find this one. If you don't know where to get it, in Minnesota, go to averybrewing.com and look at their beer finder, and it will tell you where to get it. You can obviously find it in the Twin Cities, because I did, uh, but you want to you look for this one. It will uh, tickle your fancy if you're one of those cool beer nerds, and uh, you can find it in a lot of different states. So if the flock is listening in a state outside of Minnesota, then go to averybrewing.com and find out where you can get it, because I guarantee you're going to like this one.
1: You enjoyed the artwork. You enjoyed the beverage. I did. So out of five pint glasses, what is your powerful review?
0: Well, I think we're going to change the rating to Passion Pints
1: on this one. Passion Pints. Yeah,
0: we're going to give this a four out
1: of five Passion Pints. So it's really good.
0: Yeah, I liked it. uh, I'm actually going to go after we record and probably nail down a couple more of these. Whoa, how many did you get? I only got the one to try it. I always get the one to try for a review because I don't want to poison the review by drinking more than one before I give the review. So, but uh, yeah, we're going to go look for this one again. Takes a while to, takes a, a lot to break up to a four and a half or five in the rating, but this one gets a four and that deserves more than one beer.
1: So thinking ahead to the YouTube channel, what are some things coming up that we can look forward to?
0: Are you talking like, like review type stuff? What yeah. Just what I'm just, well, we're going to, we're going to do more beer stuff. Uh, we're going to, hopefully try to get some tours in if we can. Yes. Because uh, I, think, I think the flock would like that around some breweries here in, in Minnesota. And I think I mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago about my brother-in-law and his canning business that he does down in Iowa. Um, rumor is I might be able to get down there and help can. So if we can do that, then we'll have some video from that. Yes,
1: too. that would be powerful. Powerful yeah. canning video. Mobile canning. Yes. So it'll be pretty sweet. How common is that, the mobile canning?
0: It's a good question. I, I, I had only heard about it one other time in southern Minnesota. There was somebody who goes to different breweries down there. Um, so that's the only other person that I know of besides my brother-in-law, who's actually got a financial stake in this now because that's what, part of what he does for a living. So uh, we'll, we'll try to get out. It's this busy time of the year, and now his, uh, my, my nephews, his sons, are going back to school and moving out. So he's going to have a little little less help. So he's going to need some help. So I'm, I'm planning on going down there uh, within the next week or two to to help get some of that done for him.
1: While we're on the topic of uh, beverages, as always, I purchased you a powerful energy drink. Tell the fans of Flock of Amish what you're drinking.
0: I am drinking Bang Sour Heads, which is a, another sour apple flavor. Delicious. Potent brain and body fuel, just like every other bang beverage out there. EAA Aminos, Super Creatine, because we don't like just plain Creatine; it's got to be Super. they should make. I
1: wonder, yeah, I wonder how Super Creatine got his superpowers.
0: I'm not. I bet they was bitten by a uh, radioactive spider.
1: Radioactive bodybuilder.
0: Something like that. I. We need powerful Creatine though. Yes. We love, you know, CoQ10. It's our favorite yes. CoQ. But this is Ultra. Yes. Cold Q10. I don't know what makes it ultra, but I'm imagining, you know, some deadlifting is involved.
1: Um, Tell us about the flavor. What do you think of the flavor?
0: I like it. Sour Apple, I've mentioned before, is a good flavor. And if you just put that in an energy drink, it's even better. And again, it's got the 18 and over warning. What is the deal with that on energy drinks?
1: I I think it's some weird government because they're afraid of caffeine, too much caffeine. The kids will rise up.
0: Uh, like 17 year olds. Are yes, like, they'll rise sc- up. Screw this. Hey, buddy, can you go get me an energy drink? Yes. I wonder if everyone's, anyone has ever gotten carted.
1: I don't know, but what I do is I sit outside most 7 uh, Elevens and say, hey, dudes want some super creatine? <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it for you.
0: You ever had Ultra CoQ10? Yes.
1: Powerful. Yes, if you ever get a chance to do creatine, this is going to be a little bodybuilding tip from me because I'm an expert. Use the creatine, you're going to love it.
0: Obviously, you're an expert.
1: Yes, it's powerful. You're going to love it. It's one of the most powerful supplements you can take. No side effects. The only side effect is power, creatine. Enjoy it.
0: And I'd listen to him, Flock, because not only does he know a lot about weightlifting, but his testosterone levels are through the roof.
1: Oh, my God. It's just, I, I what are you going to say? It's actually the show. I blame it on the show. It's so powerful that it's all about the testes. <laughs> Powerful. Thank you. Let's do a cheers here. I'm drinking a store brand, natural spring water. Um, It says irradiated for your pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Excellent.
0: I love irradiated water.
1: Now, today's powerful episode, we are going to talk about food. We're going to talk about beverages. We're going to talk about the Minnesota State Fair. And to tie us in, let's get into a little music. We're going to talk about song of the day. And as always... I tie in Song of the Day with the topic of the day, which is powerful, unbelievable history of the Minnesota State Fair.
0: Song of the Day is by Blackfoot, and it is entitled Train Train, because once is never enough. Gotta say it twice. This is off of the album Blackfoot Strikes, which was their first platinum album. It was released in 1979, I believe, April in 1979, and it was uh, the only album that featured two of their songs to hit the U.S. top 40. Highway Song was one, which hit number 26, and then this song, Train Train, hit number 38 in December. One of the, uh, the members of the band, so I was listening to this song, Dags, and it uh, reminded me a lot of Leonard Skinner and that southern rock sound.
1: Swamp rock.
0: Yeah, and uh, one of the uh, members of Blackfoot, Ricky Medlock, has actually been a member of Leonard Skinner twice. Whoa! Yeah, once in the early '70s, and then he left and formed Blackfoot, and then he came back in 1996 to Leonard Skinner, and he's been in the band ever since.
1: That's cool. I wonder, do they play that song? You, they probably do, right, in concert?
0: I would imagine so. Yeah, he's uh, actually was written by his uh, grandfather, he was an old bluegrass musician, uh, and then they took it and and went with it for Blackfoot, and that would probably explain the uh, the powerful
1: harmonica yeah oh isn't that that's got to be the best harmonica intro you've ever heard
0: i can't think of any other harmonica intro. that's what i
1: mean it's the best yeah isn't it powerful it is actually it was pretty cool yeah <laughs> yeah oh, you gotta look god. around it's say, oh, god shit. it's powerful when
0: did i get on a train track
1: i mean god it's you get that powerful harmonica intro and then it just dun, 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 and it just it kicks in
0: Oh my God. Yeah, it's got that sweet 70s Southern rock classic. Yes, rock you just want to get vibe. in your
1: car and just fucking downshift, don't you?
0: Yeah, get in a charger, roll down the window. Oh my God. Pick up some chicks. Yes, I rock. Yep. Hang out at a billiards hall.
1: Oh my God. I just, I want T tops and I rocks. And God, it's powerful. Need long hair. Yes. Shitty powerful. beer. Powerful. God, I love America. Train Train, Blackfoot.
0: Train Train by Blackfoot. Top powerful song. Blackfoot Strikes album. The album cover has a very powerful Cobra on it.
1: Oh, my God. Cobra, powerful movie. I
0: like Cobra. My favorite was when he lit the match at the end while he was reading him his Miranda <laughs> rights.
1: <laughs> you need a gimmick like that, chew on a match or something. Or What, what would you do?
0: That's a good question.
1: How about chew on a sparkler?
0: Oh, that would yes. be powerful. Nobody else would do no, that. No,
1: chew on a sparkler. I like that. Or one of those snap pop things. Yes. No.
0: Every time somebody like throw it in your mouth, like you're putting in sunflower yes. seeds.
1: Or I think I would use like a Roman Roman candle, like a stogie. You know, just kind of. Oh, that'd yeah. be powerful, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just two foot
0: long <laughs> Roman candle hanging out of your mouth. I love it when <laughs> I love it when Fourth of July comes together. Don't make me light this.
1: Oh, you wouldn't like me when I like this. (laughs) Powerful. Thank you for that powerful description of the powerful song that, of course, I came up with. What's the last song you you came up with? Because we're going to need you to pick one Rock Me Amadeus. Oh, no. no.
0: It was uh, Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. Yes. A couple episodes ago. Wow. Yeah, see, I almost undercut myself there. Yes. I can think of another one.
1: All right. Next powerful episode. I'll come up with one. You will do one. It's a shame we can't actually play the music. Maybe one day. Maybe. Yes.
0: You know, if licensing was cheaper.
1: But that being said, don't you worry. We do have powerful music. Tell them the powerful music we do have to play today.
0: Today we're going to play the song Mecca off of the album Verse 4 by the one and only very powerful Dark Wave artist. Arcturus V from the great state of Minnesota. It's a Minnesota-themed show, so we're going to play that. Darkwave is kind of the bridge, Dags, between synthwave and heavy metal music. A lot of darkwave artists have dabbled into heavy metal or vice versa. You get heavy metal artists that want to dabble into synthwave. You get darkwave. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. The
1: dark arts. Yeah. Like Victor Von Doom.
0: Yeah, so if you like like the heavy synth meets electric guitar sound, that's what you're gonna get. And uh Arcturus V, who kicked out like five albums in a month and a half or something like that, uh really nails each one. So it's yes. gonna be fun. And then
1: there's powerful industrial, and then you have powerful, you know, nine inch nails, and those are some of the popular ones. You know, Gary Newman went dark. He started out it's kind of cool, like Ministry started out. Lighter and then they went darker. As- I
0: think you got to check it out. Uh, if you want like some really, really heavy drone on drone type music, Sacred Oak is another good one. But Arcturus V uh, is going to knock this one out of the park for you.
1: It's a powerful song. You're going to love it. Check it out. That will be on the end of the show. So make sure you stick around. Micro let's get into the topic of the day the powerful Minnesota Great Get Together.
0: The Great Minnesota Get Together. What is it? The Great Minnesota the great Minnesota. Oh, well, well, we didn't get together this year, so who cares? Oh, no, this year got canceled because of the goddamn virus. But I don't think you can have two hundred thousand people in one spot and uh, still say you're doing a good job of trying to prevent.
1: That is debatable, though. We won't get into that. <laughs> it's like but, those people that wear the mask, but their nose is hanging out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? Or, or they got to make a point and they pull the mask. down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, out of anger, they throw it down. This
1: powerful virus is so small, we can't even see it on a microscope. (laughs) But your your shitty bandana will protect you.
0: (laughs) Correct. It's all science, dags. Science. We don't question science.
1: Speaking of science, speaking of all that, are you excited? The movie theaters are opening up here in the great state of Minnesota.
0: I heard that, yeah. AMC's doing, what, 20 cents a ticket for a little bit?
1: I think 15 cents. And that was on the 20th to celebrate their...
0: Oh, so I missed it.
1: Yes, but it was all sold out.
0: Oh, I bet it was. I bet it was a lottery system at some point. But are you looking kind. forward to it? I
1: think I'm going to check out a movie. I'm
0: not sure yet. I don't know how I uh, feel about going into an enclosed indoor spot yet with people munching on popcorn.
1: Well, I say, I say bring it. Do you? Yeah. I mean, you're sitting on my lap right now and we're doing a show. Yeah, but that's different. I know. It's it's cozy.
0: Yeah. Do you got to move that roll of certs?
1: Yes. It's got in
0: forgot about Retson. Do do
1: certs still have Retson?
0: I hope they do. It's like the flavor crystals in a Folgers.
1: Yes. (laughs) Folgers (laughs) with flavor crystals. Stupid commercial. We've secretly replaced your podcast with the ABM podcast.
0: (laughs) You Remember that uh, Saturday Night Live skit with Chris Farley when he was in the fancy restaurant? They're like, we've secretly switched out your coffee for Folgers crystals. He's like, you did what <laughs> yeah, throws the table around <laughs> oh you look that one up all right the great minnesota state fair the great minnesota get together for those in the flock that do not live in minnesota this is the end of summer here in this great state it's the last two weeks of august
1: so it's bittersweet You look forward to it, but then you're like, oh, shit, i got to go back to school. Yeah,
0: school starts. I'd say it's the last week of August, and usually the first week of September. It ends on Labor Day, and it's 12 days of sweating, eating, getting pissed off at people, but it's great people watching if you want to go sit on a bench and uh, just stare at weirdos walking by you. But uh, that's what I, I enjoy, judging. judging of people the state fair is one of the oldest in the country dags I think the only other one uh, that's older definitely the only other one that's bigger is the Texas state fair there's always a rival there's a rivalry between these state fairs on which one's the best On a daily attendance record the Minnesota state fair kicks its ass but on a total attendance record it's always the Texas State Fair because it's two weeks longer.
1: We're here to talk about Minnesota, not Texas. No, God I'm, bless that powerful state.
0: Just but, throwing that out no, so I know. people know the size of this thing because well, not everybody in the flock knows I mean, this about is a this.
1: massive state fair that has permanent buildings.
0: Yeah, on permanent grounds.
1: Yeah, a lot of people think of a fair, they think like of a carnival just Traveling. set up in a parking lot or something. Yeah, like county fairs. That yeah, just set up with a tilt the world that's all rickety and scares the shit out of you.
0: Yeah. Speaking of tilt worlds, invented in the great state of Minnesota. Oh my
1: God! Is there anything better than Minnesota, Minnesota?
0: I can't think of anything. It was first started by the Minnesota Agricultural Society, Agricultural Society, in 1854. This is pre-Civil War days. That's how old this thing is. It would uh, be held in Minneapolis, and Red Wing, Winona, Owatonna, and Saint Paul. And then, uh, when statehood was granted in 1958, the society held uh, its first official state fair in 1959. And in the uh, shortly after that, 1885—I uh, guess not too shortly after that—it's almost 30 years. Uh, the state fair found its permanent home in Ramsey County in right on the border of Falcon Heights and St. Paul. Falcon Heights is this really teeny tiny little city within St. Paul and Roseville that kind of is like some
1: weird eight block city. That sounds like a cool uh, drama from the 80s. Falcon Heights. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so the, it, it was originally on a 1010 acre whore farm. Uh, that's what it is right now. Uh, But it's actually currently has grown to 322 acres.
1: It's huge.
0: It's giant. The original farmhouse of the family that owned the land is still there. And it is uh, the only uh, residential structure in the area. um, And you can uh, visit that. It's uh, held up by the the State Fair organization. Um, The Agricultural Society still runs the State Fair, but the State Fair organization is what keeps that, uh, that home up and keeps the maintenance. Nobody lives there now, obviously, but uh, you can still check it out to see what it was like back in the 1880s. One of the important uh, changes in the state fair over the years has been uh, the growing attractions offered to fair visitors. Uh, The character of early years was dominated by agricultural exhibits and competitions reflecting its original purpose of encouraging farming in the state. And while agriculture is still the primary focus with a bigger than ever presence At the fair, the scope of activities have broadened to include large-scale entertainment, technology, and industrial exhibits, and participation of scores of education and government institutions. Farming is still huge there. They have the 4-H building, which throughout the 12 days, uh, like the future Farmers of America, farming youth, move in and out of there quite a bit uh, throughout those 12 days. Usually they stay about three or four days, and then they go on, and then a new group of kids comes in, and they're actually learning about farming and agriculture. There's a lot of competitions involved with them, and then they actually have the, the cattle barn, the sheep barn, the pig barn, the horses, and uh, farmers and kids from that live in rural Minnesota get to show off their cows. And those cows are, and uh, I guess all their livestock is the winners from the Competitions at the county fairs that happen all year round leading up to the state fair.
1: If they had a podcast competition, we would win a blue ribbon. Oh, obviously. Powerful.
0: Giant blue ribbon.
1: You know, next year, that's what we're going to do. Next year, we're broadcasting from the state fair. I've already decided that. That would be sweet. We're going to do it.
0: Set up a booth or something?
1: Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to... I know people. We're going to make it happen. We need... The powerful flock to get together. I'm sick of this COVID and wearing masks and panties on your face and all this stuff. I want to get together with the people. Podcasting is for the people, by the people, of the people. Yes, people, people. And let's get into some weird stuff about the fair. I wanted to talk about the, the butter sculpture.
0: Okay, Princess K of the Milky Way.
1: Tell them what it is. It's basically they take a big massive block they, they of butter.
0: Take pounds and pounds of butter. And so they have a competition that happens, I think, just before the state fair where they have uh, it's like a beauty queen competition, but for the state called Princess Kay of the Milky Way, who's like the Dairy Association spokesperson in the state. The winner of that competition gets her face and head sculpted into this butter, and then it stays in the Dairy Building throughout the 12 days of the fair.
1: You know, a little known fact is that's where the expression butter face came from.
0: <laughs> that's awesome!
1: Oh my god!
0: I, I wasn't aware. I wanted to know that fact, but now that I know it, I, I yeah. I let's get to know
1: it, it. Yeah, Butterface. That's where, that's where it came from. Let's Old get into Butterface. Some, here's a little history for you. Did you know one of the one of the most significant dates in the state fair's history was September second, nineteen oh one? Do you know what happened then, Mike uh, Riz?
0: Was that incident with the uh, Sweet Martha's cookie? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's different.
0: Oh, okay. Is that when they invented French fries at the fair?
1: On September 2nd, 1901, then Vice President Theodore Roosevelt was visiting and first uttered the famous phrase, speak softly and carry a big stick. What? At our Minnesota. At our state fair. So yes. That,
0: that's our saying, though. Yes, it is. Yeah, we, we own that saying. Yes.
1: My expression is, talk softly. Wait. Speak softly? I don't know. I just, all I know is I have a big stick. That's it. So, but what's weird is 12 days, he became president 12 days later. Whoa. After William McKinley was assassinated. Well, you're welcome. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I mean, that's history, Minnesota history.
0: That's a big saying that everybody still says. It is. And there's video of him saying it. That was at our state fair. Yes.
1: And it's a good way to be. It's basically, don't say shit, but if something goes down, you know, be ready. Kick some ass. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. 1901, September 2nd. That's your powerful history from the Minnesota State Fair. What else do you have, Micah Rez? Because I got fun facts, too. Well, let's Let's hear some more fun facts. Grumpy Cat was at the State Fair. Get out. True story. The meme? God rest his soul. That's right. Was it a chick, cat, or a boy, or a girl? I don't know. I don't know, but Grumpy Cat was at the Minnesota State Fair. How long ago? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Was Grumpy Cat born at the State Fair? You know what? Fuck it. We're taking credit for that, Yes. Too. Grumpy Cat was
1: made at the state fair. In the cattle barn. Yes. the kitty barn.
0: What else do you have for uh, some fun facts there? And we'll start talking about
1: food. Train, train. The reason I picked train, train, they had powerful trains that would slam into each other. I remember. They would actually have, in 1920, I'm going to tell you a little story. In 1920, over 55,000 people were atten- in attendance as two speeding locomotives barreled down the track to their self-destruction. <laughs>
0: you know, I'm picturing like the old 1920s pictures of the guys in their suits and their big hats and the women in their big dresses watching these trains smashing. That's
1: true. <laughs> they really did. 1920, they had 55,000 people were watching as two trains, two locomotives were on a killer course on a track to slam into each other.
0: Just two tra- does it say if it was just two trains a day or two trains, and then that was it? And I don't it was, know. All You're right, t- let's go home.
1: <laughs> so here's a little story, a little description of it. Steaming slowly up and down the brief stretch of track, the engines piloted by W.D. Carrington and Harry Tatum made several preliminary test trips. Oh. And then all of a sudden, with a shrill blast of their whistles, the engines concentrated the crowd's attention on the last trip they were about to make. Carrington opened wide the throttle of old engine 573. My favorite old engine. Yes. She started forward, almost immediately gaining her maximum speed.
0: 15 miles per hour.
1: And then picture this. He jumped out quickly. What? But not quickly enough. No. Landing heavily in the adjacent mud bank, he turned three complete somersaults and struck his ankle against a boulder, spraining his ankle. Meanwhile, old Tatum had started old number 478 second, more slowly.
0: Second favorite old boy.
1: But as he saw the other engine tearing down the track, he threw the throttle open wide and swung to safety. The two engines, rushing inevitably towards each other, met almost squarely in the center of the track. Whoa. There was a massive explosion, and number 478 crashed clean all the way through 573.
0: Take that, 573.
1: And then the fun began. Picture this. What? Determined to get a close view, crowds decided to reach the scene of the collision at the same moment. Wire fences, wooden (laughs) barriers, police officers, wildly waving arms were no barriers, whatever to stop massive thrall of onlookers. They all wanted to turn into souvenir hunters. Within two minutes, the racetrack, the central oval, and the fields beyond the track were black with people, all full of people. Up and down the track over the adjoining fields, the people ranged, hunting bits of wreckage for souvenirs. Soon there was nothing little left except things too heavy to carry away.
0: (laughs) Imagining these police officers in there with their whistles, blowing their whistles, telling everyone to stop Billy Clubs.
1: That was the (laughs) twenties cops, yeah.
0: Yeah. And everybody knows that back then, if you had a sprained ankle, you were probably going to lose your leg. So, But
1: just think about that, how cool that would be, two trains going full blast into each other. That would be pretty cool to see.
0: Two steam engines, locomotives back then is what they called them. Yes. Just crashing into each other.
1: Yeah, and um, it, it's killed people before in the past, probably why <laughs> they're not doing it anymore. Right? <laughs> but, but that's a big deal back then.
0: That was a huge deal back then. That was probably the talk of the town for weeks.
1: Oh, my God, yeah.
0: You know, people always claim they were there in big sporting events. I bet what did they say fifty-five thousand people. I that, bet you, that I bet was you a, close to a million people said they were there. That's a huge turnout too back then. Yeah, I know that's it's freaking huge. Especially, I'm thinking of the area that it is back then in the '20s. There wasn't a lot going on in that area. It wasn't nearly as many
1: houses and stuff. Do you have any cool events to talk about?
0: There used to be uh, stock car racing there, and that ended about 15 years ago. Uh, and on the very last day of the fair, all you heard were engines revving in the same grandstand that those locomotives were crashing into each other. There used to be an old oval track, like you had mentioned in your story. And they used to race cars there. Like Dick Trickle used to race there.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's got to be the best name in the right? world. Yeah, I know. Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle.
0: Uh, Richard Childress was a name that I think one of the Petties raced there a couple of times. It was a big deal back was then. Was
1: Dick Butkus there? Then he probably was. Another powerful name.
0: They, they had some, some sweet car races. Now it's all, uh, the grandstand is just nothing but music. Um, and uh, they've gone from, like, okay acts to, they get a lot of big names there now. Uh, a lot of country Shows up at the grandstand for some reason. Minnesota yes. loves their country singers.
1: Well, it, it, you know, you get pigeonholed. We like a lot of stuff. We enjoy their arena rock. I've seen REO Speedwagon, Sticks. I saw a Powerful Foreigner there. Yep. I saw that was a powerful free free show. The free show is almost better yeah. than the grandstand. Yeah. Well, I saw too that I saw Foreigner at the grandstand, which is the main stage. Yep. And then they have a free one, the Leinenkugel. Kugel. Band shell Bandshell. It used to be the Bandshell, and then it got sponsored by Line and Kugel, powerful Wisconsin beer.
0: At the Minnesota State Fair.
1: So I saw Lou Graham. Is it Lou Graham? Yep. Um, I always want to say Phil Graham. Lou Graham, the lead singer of Foreigner, did all his Foreigner tunes for free. That's and
0: like that- if you go to a Steve Perry concert, you're going to get all the Journey songs, too. Oh, powerful.
1: Too. Powerful show. I saw Journey
0: there with their new lead singer. yes. And that was actually a good show. You, you couldn't even tell. Um, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts opened up for them. That was Whoa. pretty sweet. So I got to see Joan Jett and Journey that night. Does
1: she still love rock and roll?
0: Absolutely. I saw Wonderful. Stevie Nicks a yes. couple years ago there. And then uh, on the free stage one year, we saw the original Wailers, Bob Marley's Whalers. It was all the, the old members came back and did a free show. Uh, and then uh, we saw George Clinton there. Uh, most recently, and, and the free the free stage, like I said, is a lot better than some of the grandstand nights. So, yeah, check the free stuff out at the Minnesota State Fair.
1: Powerful um, show that I remember, like a attraction was Little Irvy. Yeah, little Irvy, tell yes. us more of Little Irvy. It's funny because you'd hear the guy, Little Irvy, caught out the coast of California. <laughs> if Little Irvy isn't real, we'll give you the truck. That was a little. <laughs> The thing they would that give so you, funny. they would give you the truck that it's in if you could prove it wasn't real. Right. So Little Irvy, little history here. Little Irvy was a traveling sideshow attraction in the United States from late 1967 to the mid-1990s. What it was was the body of a 20-ton sperm whale hauled around in a truck by Jerry Tyrone Malone. He had it in an old blue refrigerated tractor trailer. The whale was purchased in 1967 for $6,000 from Del Monte. Heard of them, Del Monte Foods. Yep. Which had captured the whale off the coast of California with plans to sell the carcass for dog food. Oh Isn't that crazy?
0: That is crazy.
1: And it says here on July 9, 1967, the frozen whale made its debut at San Francisco's Fisherman's Wharf and then traveled the State Fair and Roadside Attraction Circuit for over 25 years.
0: Can you imagine being a whale swimming around and now you're just being shown off at all the state fairs?
1: Yeah. Sperm whale too. Those things are huge.
0: Yeah, there's a an, there's an old bank robber uh, whose body was uh, mummified and was on display to show people he shouldn't be robbing banks and it somehow ended up at some traveling sideshow and some fairs and then people were, like realized that oh shit that's an actual real body it's not a mummy.
1: Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. So what else do you have about the state fair?
0: Well, if we're going to uh, kind of go down the oddity route, uh, they had in the 80s some, some sweet oddities in the midway. And the midway is an area where they do a lot of rides, and then I can mention uh, it's like some sideshow stuff. One of my uh, favorite ones that I saw was the Amazon woman that turned into a gorilla, which was basically one woman in one compartment and then somebody dressed in a gorilla suit in another compartment, and they used lights and mirrors and and, uh, tricks. and a woman would just stand there, and she would be looking down, and then as the host guy was talking about, oh no, here she goes, she's turning into a gorilla, and then they would slide over to the gorilla, and then the person in the gorilla suit would start acting crazy and start hitting the sides of the walls, and then he just walked out. It took like a minute, if that, waste of money, but it was flipping hilarious. And then there was the woman with the snake body but the head of a woman. And she would sit there with her eyes closed. <laughs> it was just like a table with the hole in the middle cut out. And this woman would have her head up there. And the woman would change from day to day, you know, because you can't work so many days in a row pretending to be a snake woman. Oh, there's
1: uh, labor laws yeah, for yeah, freak guess. shows?
0: Yeah, I Yeah, and, uh, you know, the, the snake body was obviously like papier-mâché and chicken wire. But her eyes were closed and her head was slightly tilted, and you could talk to her. And every time she talked, she. Whoa! That. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty hilarious.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Do you go for the food? Is the food a big draw? For oh, you? huge! Every year, we get a list of like 35 or 40 new foods, at the state fair. It's a big deal. Like n- news story after news story after news story comes out about it. They actually have a media day where everybody in the media gets invited to try the new foods at the State Fair. It usually involves a stick and deep-frying, whatever you can put on a stick. You can get deep-fried spaghetti and meatballs on a stick, deep-fried candy bars on a stick. You can get deep-fried Oreo cookies. Sweet Martha's
1: cookies is a staple there.
0: And just whatever you want to get at the State Fair fried on a stick, you can pretty much get it there. They have fried pickles.
1: What are some of your favorite ones?
0: Just foods in general
1: or the fried ones? Just in general. Foods, Uh, foods, go to foods at the fair.
0: Go to foods would be the pork chop on a stick. It's delicious. The turkey leg, which is in the same booth, is pretty damn good. The Sweet Martha's cookies by the bucket or by the cone. There's a trick to those though. There's three locations with that cookie now. They make over a million dollars in twelve days at those things. Which is nuts. Unless you're in high school and have a friend that works there. Then you don't have to worry about spending any money. Wow. That's neither here nor there. Let's move on. Uh, there's a pulled pork sandwich by the grandstand that's really
1: good. So you're a vegan.
0: Yes, exactly. And then, of course, you go to the dairy building, and you can. this only tastes good in the dairy building. That would be the, the shakes. you got to get a shake or a malt from the dairy building because... Why, how, where else would you get a shake than other than the dairy building? Only the freshest cows.
1: I'm going to tell you what to try. Sweet corn ice cream. Have you tried that?
0: No, I'm afraid to.
1: Really good.
0: What, what makes it? Does it got a buttery taste to it? That's what I'm afraid of, I think.
1: It, it tastes like it's weird. It's ice cream, but it has like a sweet corn taste, which doesn't make sense. That would be good. But it is good. Very good. I'll tell you what's horrible alligator.
0: Actually, that's one of my favorites is alligator bites.
1: You actually like the alligator? I do like the alligator. Oh, my God. It was so nasty, so fishy-tasting.
0: Maybe you just got a bad batch of
1: alligator. Oh, there's good alligator?
0: Apparently. Stuff I always get. All right. Next
1: year when we do a powerful day at the fair with the ABM, Amish Baby Machine, most powerful podcast ever created. Well, I will try the alligator again and give it a second chance. All right, I think you should.
0: They have uh, a sweet Minnesota beer booth type. I guess it'd be like an area, I guess. It's more than a booth at the Agriculture Building. You can get uh, sweet craft beer from around the state, and that's really good. It's like 10 bucks for a flight, which is awesome. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think what else I, I eat there is usually oh the cheese curds obviously that's a big attraction you got to get those for mouse trap in the food building there's a whole food building at this fair that has uh, a lot of good stuff there's a wild rice cheeseburger in there
1: whoa well, one thing i tried that i haven't tried before because it always looked kind of weird was what do they call mexican corn elote yeah elote. something like that yeah yeah
0: i'm probably saying it wrong
1: that is good it is really good it looks weird you know I, but I tried it, and I'm like, because I'll try anything, and that was surprisingly good. Yeah. too.
0: It, it's really delicious there. Oh, the deep-fried candy bars are one thing that you should just try once, but you're not, you're probably not going to like it. It's too sweet, because it's a sweet batter, and then you got the candy bar, and it's deep-fried, and they put powdered sugar on it. So that's a, that's a lot. It's too much.
1: Well, thank you, Mike Rez, for those powerful memories of the Minnesota State Fair. Yeah. We're kind of sad here because we enjoy it. We don't have it. But next year.
0: Next year, it'll be back in full force.
1: Yes, the flock of Amish will be there. We will be there. Powerful. Tell us once again about the powerful music we're going to hear to play us out.
0: All right. Today, you're going to hear Mecca from Arcturus V off of the Verse 4 album. This is an album that you can find on Bandcamp at Arcturus V. Bandcamp.com. You can also find him online on Instagram at ArcturusV90. Plus, you can also find him on Twitter at Arcturus v.
1: We thank everyone that listens to this powerful podcast. We hope you enjoyed this powerful episode. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast.